0: guys for tuning in this is episode 20 of coaching connections now today i had a chance to talk to two guys i call my friends coach ryan taplin of lee high school and coach guy nolan of Seguin high school now both guys just received confirmation that they received their first head coaching jobs of their career and i couldn't be more proud of them i'm extremely happy for these guys i'm extremely proud of them i know they're going to be great head coaches and they're going to have phenomenal careers uh, this episode was so much fun you know we got a chance to laugh a lot um, you know just the great chemistry be- between the guys um, we had a chance to talk about their journeys people that have helped them along the way to get to this point to have an opportunity to become a head coach and it just really gives a lot of hope to a lot of young guys out there aspiring to become head coaches um, so I hope you enjoy this episode episode 20 Ryan Taplin Guy Nolan let's get after it there we go you hear me there it is all right <laughs> What up, Coach?
1: Oh, same old, same old here. How you been?
0: Staying busy. Trying to stay busy anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy. What's up, boys? Got the beard moving strong today. Look at that.
1: <laughs> I did have the quarantine beard going for a while, and then I had a lot of silver and gray in that thing now. I really
2: <laughs> What's up, Guy? Congrats, bro. Hey, you too, man. Yeah, man. Happy party.
1: for you. Appreciate it. Long time coming for the both of us. Yeah,
2: definitely, man. Definitely. What's up, Marcus? Appreciate you having us on, bro.
0: Oh man, no, no biggie. I'm glad. I'm glad we're able to work it out time wise. You guys are pretty flexible. I'm like you want to do it today? <laughs> Hop done. Didn't have to schedule much of anything, which worked out. Nah, for sure. So for I sure. appreciate you guys uh, making some time. I know you had some plans earlier, tap. So. Much love, much respect. Absolutely, man. So, uh, let's
2: are we just... recording?
0: By the way, are we recording right now? It is now, but we can. I mean, I don't. I edit it later, so you can say whatever you want, and then I. Can... <laughs> no, I'm just curious <laughs> if we were or not. Yeah, got a uh, uh, Coach Nolan and Coach Taplin uh, with us today. Uh, first off, thank you guys again for for uh, taking some time to talk. How you guys been doing with this whole uh, COVID situation and, and staying busy? I know you said you had a a quarantine beard going guy, but it's all gone now. So talk to me about it. Oh, that. yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, kind of like how everybody's been on these. Uh, I think
0: that's him, huh? Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm out.
1: You make the best of.
0: i out, guys.
1: I'm out, guy. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guy, can you hear me? I can hear
0: you. We, need a, we got an official timeout. Uh, you're sounding like for for me and Tap, you're sounding like t painting. <laughs> so let's try, try again. That. Yeah, let's try that one again. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. you're distorted, yeah. Is it good now? You're good now.
1: All right. Um you were just asking about the quarantine we power handling. Um yeah, I had the beard going there for a while and, um, uh, kind of just for something to do, I guess, and kinda hoping to wait out this deal and we never got called back to action. Um, so just in general, I guess, you know, it's just been reaching out to guys through Google classroom, text message, all that kind of stuff. Um, trying to make the best of a, uh, tough situation here. And then, um, at the same time, trying to find the silver lining and everything. And, Enjoying some family time and time with my kiddos, the wife, and, you know, getting all the honeydew list stuff done around the house. So, and th- in, th- in those regards, it's been good. Um, kind of, as you guys know, you don't you don't get to do some of those things or get some of that time during the school year. So, like I said, just finding the silver lining and things is what I've been trying to do mostly during this quarantine time.
0: Yeah. yeah, same
2: go ahead same uh, time with the kids. you know I got two kids under four so my house somebody asked me how's it going I said besides chaos everything's fine. Mm-hmm. you know every day, every day is a different kind of chaos with two kids under four but uh, you know trying to make like you know guy said and everybody else has kind of said, make the most of it. Um, you know everybody's in this weird situation together. Everybody's kind of going through it. For for Guy and myself, it's a little different because we're just taking over a program and, and wanting to establish all these things, and and we're not able to be in the gym with our guys. Uh, so that's a, a tough situation um, dealing with that. Um, you know, but trying to stay in contact with our guys and, and you know text message and Zoom workouts or you know I dropped my kids off at daycare the other day and saw a few of my guys out in the street doing some workouts, and so I was I was happy to see that. Uh, Stop by and said hello, but I mean, I think I'm like everybody else, just dying to get back in the gym and, and dying to get back with our kids. And uh, hopefully we can get back to a, a normal or a new normal or a semi-normal or anything that's normal I'm, I'm happy to get back to. So ready to get back in the gym and grind for sure.
0: Well, you guys brought it up, um, you know, taking over programs. I think it helps, too, that you were already in it. Uh, both of you guys were already at the place, so the kids already know you. So the the relationships are established, right? So that that's going to help your transition a, a ton. But but head coach, right? First time head coach, uh, and I got goosebumps saying, "Is I remember what it felt like for me." Uh, so tell me, like, how do you feel? What are some of those feelings that you that you felt uh, once you found out?
1: Go ahead, guy. Um, obviously, you know, just super excited. It's kind of kind of been in the making, um, being under Coach the last several years, and. Um, knowing that he was coming to the tail end of his career, um, kind of being groomed for that position in in, in uh, some ways, and, and actually the last three years I was the head cross country coach uh, for Saginaw too, so that helped me in some of those other ways of leading the program and um, turning that program around. We had some really good success the last couple of years where previously uh, we didn't fare too well um, on the boys side or the girls side in cross country. So that, that's been a, that's been a blessing to have that opportunity to help, um, some of the, you know, the behind the scenes type deals of you know, all the things that go into coaching that people don't see parent meetings, planning, preparation, organization, you know, all the things that, uh, within the school that, that people don't get to see. They just see us and basketball wise Tuesday and Friday nights and, and uh, go from there, but um, obviously you guys know um, a lot goes into it um, that that isn't seen. Um, so, and like Ryan said, I mentioned uh, a moment ago too. It's it's kind of been tough. Like we're taking over programs, but we can't really be hands on with our guys, and so that that hurts, and that kind of makes things a little bit frustrating at the moment. And um, you know, our hands are tied, you know, until we're given some kind of clearance and leeway to do more than send them workouts or encourage them through text or I guess I like Google classroom or whatnot. So, um,
2: so yeah. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Relieved a little bit in a weird way. I'm sure that I'm sure as most head coaches will say, that probably go away pretty quick when you realize all the, all the stuff you got going on. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, you know, it's been a long time coming and, you know, we both have kind of, Put in the work and, and done our homework and and, and kind of earned um, our spot and earned our position, um, which is nice. Uh, you know, after you know, 13 years basically as an assistant, um, three years at Mac, I was volunteering at that point, um, volunteering, but you know, still there every day doing all the other stuff, and then being at Leaf for the past 10 years. Um, I will say I, I was lucky Um, that I worked for two guys in Mark Murphy and Norm Galleon who allowed me to do more than a lot of assistants get to do. Um, And so I was lucky um, in that situation that I had two guys that that knew I wanted to be a head coach and kind of allowed me to do more and allowed me to be more involved in not only on the on-court stuff but on the off-court stuff too. Um, Like Guy said, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, when you're sitting at the office and you get a whole bunch of stuff that you got to do. But I've already kind of done some of that, been aware of it, because I had two guys that that knew where I wanted to be and kind of pushed me, um, hey, man, you're going to have to do this, so you might as well get used to doing this right now. Um, Like I said, I I mean, I've been very blessed, very lucky um, to spend my whole career with two guys who valued my opinion and who valued um, what I brought to the table as an assistant. Um, and so, you know, I feel, like I said, I'm grateful and I'm blessed because, uh, not a lot of coaches get to be in this position. Um, and I don't take that lightly and, you know, it's weird. And, you know, this is probably the weirdest year of any year ever. I feel, you know, that this is the year that I get, that we get our chance, that I get my chance, but, you know, you kind of got to deal with the cards you're dealt and kind of move on. So,
0: Well, I'm extremely happy and proud of both of you, you know, uh, you endured. Uh, you know, as you talked about all the time that you spent as an assistant coach, um, we'll get into your journey as an assistant here in a second. But, but before I forget, you know, what is something that you would tell another assistant, a young assistant, uh, about the work and staying, you know, staying with it, you know, not, not giving up or, or a guy that might be like, you know, like you said, I was lucky too, you know, I had coach coaches that uh like Reggie was really good at giving me extra stuff to do so I could learn, um, not because he didn't want to do it, but because he knew I wanted to know how to do it. And so he would give me tasks and, and I learned a lot from hands-on experience. Right. So, you know, but some guys take, take the approach where well, I'm not going to do that. It's not, it's not my job. It's his job. I mean, what would you tell the young guys uh, in those situations?
2: I mean, I, me personally, I've always kind of coached by the mantra that like I wanted to be the assistant that I would want. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a head coach, like what would I want my assistant to do for me? What would I want my assistant to take off my plate? What would I want my assistant to do without asking? What kind of initiative would, my, would I want my assistant to take? Um, and so I've kind of tried to, to do that myself as an assistant. I, I wanted to take as much off the head coach's plate as I possibly could I wanted to learn as much as I could. I wanted to take in as much as I could. Um, and, and that that was from the beginning. That was, you know, as a student teacher for Mark Murphy at MacArthur High School, is the same thing. Like, what can I learn that's going to help me um, in the future? And what kind of, you know, what would I want my assistants to do? So those who want to be a head coach one day, um, that's great. I, I hope, you know, every assistant coach wants to be a head coach coach one day and I hope you want you aspire to get to the top of our profession as far as uh, high school athletics goes. Um, But, you know, be the assistant that you that you would want, you know, grind, go scout at that eight o'clock game that doesn't start till 830 that goes into double overtime, you know, go, um, you're going to have to sacrifice some time, uh, some personal time and some family time and some of the other stuff to go do some things um, that that are necessary. Um, and so that's one thing you know I, I learned, and, and I've been grateful that you know my wife has supported me in that. And hey, I need to go scout a triple header. I'm going to scout a triple header, and I, I haven't ever got any uh, any back feed from that. But you know, you 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 have to, um, young assistants, you have to to do more. You have to do extra. You have to um, do all the little things without being asked. Um, and so that's what kind of makes a good assistant. You know, you're a suggester. You're there to offer suggestions without really offering um, solutions necessary. Um, but, hey, I, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Um, it's good to have ideas, and it's good to be pushed, and it's good to voice those ideas. And if you have a good idea, it's a good idea, what no matter who it comes from. Um, but, you know, young coaches who want to be head coaches, be prepared for the grind and be prepared to do extra and be prepared to do more, um, and it, it you know, it works out for you in the end. Guy? Okay. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: Ryan, I think you hit the head on the nail on the head right there. You know, that that was kind of how my mantra was being an assistant coach, too. Like, be proactive in getting things done. And be proactive in whatever, how small or big the task is, and, You know, obviously, most head coaches will probably delegate certain things to their assistants or the freshman coach or whatnot. And um, obviously, you know, you need to get those things done in a timely order. But um, I always took pride in not only just doing those things that were delegated to me, but then try to go above and beyond and and do some of the other things proactively without being asked. Because, hey, I know this needs to get done, so let's get it done um, whether it's scouting an opponent whether it's watching the film, that's pulling the stats, all the little tedious things that go into it. Uh, I always taking pride in that uh, a long way of being an assistant. So, um, I mean, all that stuff you just talked about right there is great advice to anybody who's an assistant or looking to make their way up the, the coaching ranks as well. And um, you know, we kind of attacked it the same way, I think, um, as far as taking our job as an assistant. Um, seriously um and not just sitting back and well it's not my gig it's not my that's that's his program it's not my program I'm I'm the center do what i'm asked and but it's it's beyond that. And, and i think when you have that approach it comes from the mindset of you're doing it for the kids it's for our athletes it's not you know it's not about anything else it's about what's best for the kids what's best for the athletes and trying to do best to um, help them grow, fulfill their potential, and put them in positions to be successful. And and part of that is doing all the extra things um, and being proactive. And you know, like you said, missing missing family time or math family functions and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm a family first guy, but a lot of you know you have to understand there's a there's a balance there within the job too because you're also family for these kids for. You know, especially for us, I would say, you know, being a, a one town or a one high school town, you know, like we're, uh, it's all about the community and um, trying to reach these kids and, you know, being father figure, coach, brother, friend, all that kind of stuff to them, depending on where their needs need to be met. Um, and so I've, I've taken a lot of pride in trying to help those relationships and kind of just put myself out there to, uh, try to be the best assistant as possible, knowing that that will actually make me a better head coach one day. Um, so that that's my that's my uh, mindset on in regards to that. You
0: no, know, we we touched on Tap's journey, right? I mean, Tap, you spent a few years at Mac, right? Yeah. And The ten years at uh at um at Lee. At Lee, yeah. And that's that's the that's the extent of your journey, I guess. Uh, any other schools?
2: No, that's the only schools, man. Uh, you know, I kind of got a late start. I was a little bit older after you know playing ball and and doing all that and taking a year off. And by the time I finished school, man, I think I was twenty five, probably. By the time I I graduated and did my student teaching and all that kind of stuff, um, I was just blessed to to you know a lot of student teaching assignments come through and and you're not really sure what you're getting into. And I mean, I I walked into a gold mine with Mark Murphy. You know, I'm. 25 years old. I don't know anything about anything. And I walked in and, you know, I learned a lot Um, in three years. I had a guy that said, Hey man, you can come to as much as you want to come to. And I said, okay, I'm going to come to everything. And, uh, and that's what I did. I I went to every practice. I went to every game. I went to every meeting, every film session, every anything without getting paid. Uh, At that point I was just teaching special ed at MacArthur, um, volunteering my time because I wanted to get my foot in the door. Yep. Um, and that's what it, that's what it takes sometimes. You know, I, I spent three years doing stuff for free. I probably worked extra 30 hours a week at least um, without getting paid for it. But that was all with this goal in mind, you know, with the, like, if I can get my foot in the door, I can make the right connections and eventually um, you'll get there. And, you know, I was lucky with my time at Mac and uh, I was lucky with my time at Lee really. And, you know, I've told everybody, I've told you know, friends and, you know, mentees or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's about relationships over resumes. Um, And any relationship that you can make um, and keep is a positive. Um, I wouldn't be the head coach at Lee right now without relationships. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. My resume ain't good enough um, to be a head coach at a 6A high school. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I I think I, I know enough. I think I'm I'm prepared enough. I think I'm qualified enough. I think I'm all those things, um, but you know, none of that really matters. It's about re- it's about relationships, and and you know, I have a good relationship with our football coach. I have a good relationship with our administrative staff. I have a good relationship with our athletic office, um, and that has definitely helped me um, to this. You know, prior to school, I, you know, I did the AAU thing. I, I trained kids. I've, I've done that. I've Trained a couple of San Antonio Players of the Year. I wouldn't say exclusively. Let me make sure that everybody knows that. I, I didn't do it myself. It was a village, right? There's a lot of people involved, and, and um, you know, Leslie Vorpal and Cole Martinez and, and guys like that, girls um, that I was trained and coached. But, um, you know, high school was where it was always at for me. The AAU stuff, the training was always just a, a, uh, a gap, right, between – Uh, this and this, Uh, I knew I always wanted to be a high school head coach. That was always goal number one. And everything else I've done, um, you know, in preparation of that has always been for that goal. You know, I didn't do anything that was going to take me somewhere else. You know, high school basketball coach was always at the top for me.
0: Yes, it's good you say that about relationships. It's important. I mean, because not only just to get the spot you want, but also your working relationship after you have it with the same staff members and, and they're, they're working with your kids and, and everybody's got to be on the same page. And so that's going to pay off in the long run. And I was talking to, uh, uh, I haven't released the episode yet, but with Stan Leach and Brian Young, I was talking to Stan Leach and and uh, he's the AD right now over at uh, Bernie. His uh, his biggest thing he was talking about was relationships, 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 relationships. How important are relationships with your kids, with your, with your uh, school board, with your admin, with your parents? I mean, Relationships are everything. Um, so it's it's interesting that, that uh, someone who's been coaching 35 years, right, and then you're getting your first job as a head coach, you understand that already. So it's you no know, much power and respect to you for that. Um, guy, what about your journey? Yeah, man, like – Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, man.
2: You. No, 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 that's good. I, I was going to, you know, jump on top of that, but Guy – No, no, no
0: hey, hey, we got all the time hey, in the world, hey, man. Guy. Jump on top of it. <laughs> nah man, I – I was just saying like in this in this whole
2: process, the whole hiring timeout tap process, the whole thing, you know,
0: Time it, out, it's tap, not just tap, tap, tap.
2: It's not just there. it's you know, it's everybody.
0: My froze? Yeah, you're, you're kinda I'm pulling, trying. You're a tea <laughs> deal. Good now. All right, there we go. All right, now what were you saying, tap, about on top of the relationship piece?
2: Just relation- just like it's it's not just it's just kids, it's the the deans on campus it's the ap's it's the football coaches it's it's everybody it's not just one person because you're going to need something from everybody at some point and the better relationships you have with all those people um you know it tends to work out in your favor um, when you actually need something
0: good deal and guy what about the journey how does that look uh, uh, It's fun, but, uh,
1: <laughs> Man, I kind of got late start too, just because I was on the I was on the five year plan in college, and then I mean, honestly, I just I always wanted to be a coach. I always knew I wanted to do that. I wasn't always so sure about the teaching end of things. Of you know, my my ideal from the outside looking at it was I don't want to have to spend my time at home grading papers and um, you know things like that. And I, and you know I just kind of never saw myself as somebody who could be standing in front of the classroom. Teaching, whatever it was um, and so but I had a lot of people pushing me and prodding me and saying you know what are you doing like you that's what you need to do like you're that's what you're cut out for and so I, I'm i thankful for those people they uh, kind of pushed me in the right direction obviously and and uh, I ended up going through with it and getting certified and all that kind of stuff but my first two years I, I was at Roosevelt High School just doing ISS. Um and that's where I went to high school too. So it's kind of always you can always go home so to speak, type of deal. But um it so was good. I I still was kind of trying to figure figure out what I exactly wanted to do, but I was doing ISS and um so I was there for two years and I ended up applying basically to like sixteen districts in the whole surrounding area. You know don't, don't start me on that. but uh you know i only had pe and health as my certification levels at the at the time um and so everybody always told me well you're never going to get a job you got to get something in core (laughs) area um try to fast forward a little bit i ended up getting a call from Seguin. they had an assistant basketball assistant football job uh open and uh, i get a call and they say, well, the position that you applied for has actually already been filled, but we're going to look at um, implementing PE and health classes at the alternative campus in Seguin um, for the first time ever. Because when kids get sent to alternative school, they lose out on those credits because they didn't have it there prior. And they're basically they're like, you know, if, if you're interested in something like that, we can bring you in for an interview. Um, if all goes well, once in the future if a coaching position opens up, like you already kind of have your foot in the door with this rig it'll make it easier for us to then slide you over into one of those positions. So I went and interviewed, got the job, um, started volunteering at the high school, kind of like Tap was saying, and uh, showing up to as much things as I could, practices, games, Saturdays, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, And then I started coaching actually at the junior high one of the junior highs in Seguin because one of the teachers uh, didn't end up passing his um, certification test. So come December um, he was let go. And so they needed somebody to fill his coaching duties. And so that's kind of got me into doing that. So I coached basketball and track for the, for one of the junior highs that year, the following year they, I got a set position at one of the junior highs at Breeze middle school, did that for a year. I did um, a special ed PE there. I kind of drove around different campuses in the district and served as different kids at different schools. Um, And that was really fulfilling. Um, Then the following year, uh, our core athletic coordinator at the middle school ended up getting bumped up to the high school for a football position. Um, and then I was, I was lucky to lucky enough to get that position. So I became the athletic coordinator that next year at the middle school. And, um, that gave me a lot of responsibilities, duties, handling budgets, organization, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. So it was, that was a really good, um, experience for me to be able to do that. Um, and so I did that football, basketball track, you know, how it goes in middle school, you do everything and, uh, Did that for a few years. Um, Almost every year, it was like, "Hey, we want to bring you to the high school type of deal," and then it always came down to, "We don't have a spot for you, teaching slot wise." Um, So I ended up getting certified in special ed um, to try to make that transition a little bit easier. Um, Had opportunities to go other places, but I just felt like felt a good niche there in Seguin, and and uh, I felt like I was making a difference. with kids there and um so i kind of just kept hanging out hanging on and seeing where it was going to go finally worked out to where i was going to be brought up to the high school and actually gerlich was going to bring me up to be his first assistant and uh i get a call at coaching school in the summer and it's from our then football coach at the time and he's like hey i need you to coach varsity football i was going to do freshman football and then uh System basketball. And he's like, Well, I need you to. A couple guys didn't come through with the contract hiring process. And so I need you to coach varsity football. Would you rather coach running backs or receivers? And so I was like, Well, give me the running backs. <laughs> 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 and yeah I knew we were going to be a more heavily run offense. So I, I wanted to, I, I felt I'd be more in the mix if I was coaching the running backs as opposed to receivers. So did that for a couple of years and then um as you know football is 24 365 plus um um which when you're doing it you don't realize how much time you're there i remember one time one of the assistant uh football coaches at the time was like man you realize we're sitting up here on a sunday night and he was like you realize we've been up here for like 88 hours this week and uh i was like yeah well <laughs> You know, it's Texas, so you know, football's king, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. You know, there's nothing that beats Friday Night Lights out there in the football field, um, especially in a small town like they you know, like at pack the stadium, lose or draw, and um, the community comes out and supports. And, um, then when Coach Bush came in to Seguin, who's been there now for four years, I just went to him and said, Hey, you know, like. My goal at the end of the day, you know, is to become a head basketball coach, love coaching football, enjoy working with the kids. Um, but is there any way I could, you know, try to get in a position to where I could focus more on basketball um, and and slide into a – got to have a second sport. So there happened to be an opening across cross-country for assistant cross-country. And so I, that's how I ended up making that transition out of football. Um, and that freed me up more to focus more on basketball and, and help with the program from an assistant standpoint. That way, um, and that's what I did from there. And cross country for, a, for one year, and then our uh, cross country coach retired. She was, I think, twenty-seven years coaching. And she retired, and that kind of what set me up to become the head cross country coach, and did that for the last three years, and until here now everybody knows now Dwayne, Dwayne decided to retire and um so it kind of opened up that, that that opportunity for me to to go for the job and you know I, I feel like the same as ryan you know like you know maybe resume wise it's not as glowing as you know um some others might be but i i feel like i'm prepared i feel like um this is about what i've been working for and um, not that I deserve, but I feel like I've earned it um and now now it's just up to me to push through and 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 see what see what we can get done and you know that's what that's what makes this whole situation really, really, that much more frustrating i guess um you know, just because I like to get in there hands on and and get some things working and get going, and you know especially for us. I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but we had 10 seniors on our varsity graduate this year. So
0: uh,
1: we're going to be super young, super inexperienced from a varsity playing level. Um, And so I think for schools like, like us, you know, this is, maybe even hurting us even that much more. So Um, although, like you said earlier, Marcus too, I, I, uh, it's good that the kids already know me. Um, so I do have that going. It's not like I'm coming into a brand new school situation. They don't know me from anything, so that that definitely is a positive of the, um, and so
2: just kind of waiting, biding our time to get going you know uh, it's it's funny much. that you know, you look at me and guys kind of journey and, and it's not just us two. It's kind of throughout the whole year little coaching connections thing like a lot of interviews, people have talked about all the steps they've had to take you know, but you listen to anybody out in the public and they're like, "Ah, I should be the head coach at that school. I'm like, do you know what it takes? Like, are you willing to sacrifice 15 years of your, of your life to get to that point? You know, are you willing to do, um, the things that really it requires and put in the time that it really requires because you don't just, you know, graduate college and then get a head job, especially not at the five A or six A level. Like that doesn't happen. You know, you got to go work at a middle school or you have to volunteer or you have to do all these things to kind of work your way through. Um, to get to where you, you know, where you're, you know, excited about being or where you're meant to be or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's not as easy as, as the public likes to make it seem, you know, you, you know, as a young guy, I thought like, okay, I get a head job, let's go, you know, and you know, like, uh, it doesn't work that way. And you gotta, you have to put in your time and, and, you know, earn your spot pretty much, you know, and um, you know, it's funny because, you know, we're both in a, you know, we see each other all the time, you know, at tournaments or here and there and we're both kind of in the same boat. And then, you know, boom, 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 like a week later, like it happens for both of us. And it's like, damn, that's crazy, you know? So yeah. uh, when you least expect it, it happens. Um, when you expect it to happen, it doesn't. And when you think it might happen, you ain't got no shot. And, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of unlucky. You know, a lot of jobs that I interviewed for, I, I feel like, you know, when, when the person got the job, it's like, oh, that makes sense. I'll be honest, you know, I interview for the Jefferson job and they're like, we're going to hire Artie and we're going to hire Art. And I'm like, well, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, moving on, you yeah. know, like, oh, you know, I, I, interviewed, I interviewed for this job and it's like, well, we're going to hire this guy. And I'm like, well, that makes sense, you know. So yeah. like, I get it. Uh, but, you know, when you actually get one, you're kind of like, <laughs> okay. So now the work starts.
0: Yeah. And I love it. I mean, I like... Uh, the variation of guests that we've had on the show, like, you know, some older guys, some retired guys, some guys, you know, kind of fresh in their in their head coaching career, and then and guys like you just fresh out of the trenches as an assistant, about to jump into this new journey and, and talking about the work, you know, because for some guys, like you've been talking with Dwayne uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I mean, he's been – he's a head coach for 35 years, so he remembers, But but you guys are fresh out of – that role as an assistant and so they they're talking about it and, and it means a lot to hear it but to hear it from guys that that it, literally a month ago were in the trenches as an assistant doing all of the work not shying away from the challenge staying positive like Tab, like you said you've interviewed for for some jobs and didn't get it and some guys cash it in right and, and then some guys just stay the course and 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 now you're probably where you were meant to be this whole time you know And yeah, maybe,
2: and you know, people, people would say that, you know, like when it's meant to be, it's going to happen type of thing. Um, But you know, you hate to hear that cause you you want it to happen now and you want that job. Like if I get that job, I can do this. If I get that job, I can do that. Um, But yeah, like you said, like, you know, some things work out usually the best way Um, and I'm in a great position and, and I'm, I'm blessed and happy to be here.
0: So, you know, with this, uh, the job I have now, it was kind of a late hire. It happened like at the beginning of the school year. Uh, but in that May, before I interviewed for another head job, and I thought I did great. It's like you said, you think you do great, but it just didn't work out. And, and it didn't work out, you know, but but uh, imagine that if it did, and then two months later, the McCullum job opens up. And I feel like, you know, this is my home. This is where I want to be, meant to be. And, and it just happened to work out that way. I didn't get the other job and left this blessing of an opening for me uh, to apply for this one. And, and it worked out, but uh, I'm home, and I, and I get to be where I, where I grew up, and so I'm glad it worked out, like I said. It well, I can, but
2: Yeah, I can yeah, I'm list all 18, but I won't, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, all, all that, you know, speaks to me, too, you know, I've, I had two chances to go get head jobs at different places, and I ended up turning both of them down after speaking with, you know, people in my circle, and, you know, and I've always been told, and, Kind of mentored to think about you know you don't take a job just because it's a head job take a job because it's the right job um and that speaks volumes you know that that's kind of why I've, I've uh stayed where i've stayed because i feel like this is the right job and you know hopefully you know at the end of the day that's that, that's true and i got a chance now and so now it's, now it's kind of go proven now. now um, but with a couple of those other jobs that I've been offered, it was I really want to uproot my family and move. Um, you know, there's no there's no guarantees in in this profession either. You know, so you know, like earlier at the beginning of this, uh, Ryan, you were talking about you got to have good relationships with administration, teachers, you know, counselors, everybody that's associated with your campus, with your school district. Um, and I've been able to develop a lot of those relationships here in Seguin and feel like I got a good strong support system to where if I need something or I um I can go to somebody and you know they'll they'll have my back or they'll be able to help me out or vice versa, I'll be able to help them out because we've had those relationships professionally already um established. So um there's no guarantees. Um I've always and that's something I've told some of my friends too when they're talking about trying to get into different coaching jobs, whether it's assistant jobs or head jobs. And and that's what I've always echoed to them also is, is that the right job, not just for you, but for your family and for you professionally beyond basketball too. So uh, all of that matters. Um, It's kind of weird, like we've been assistants uh, for many years now. In some ways, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of an old head, even though it's going to be my first year as a head basketball coach. But, I mean, I I think that goes for both of us, that we just had good people around us to speak some of these things into our lives, to help prepare us, to help challenge us, to help um, guide us along our journeys. And and I know I'm blessed for sure for people to tell me some of those things that maybe some people might not necessarily know um, in regards to, do you chase that job? Do you you uproot and go somewhere else? Um, And things of that nature. So, I mean... And I'm I'm am a believer too. Like things happen for a reason. I'm, I'm glad where I'm at, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to be given the opportunity. For sure. Sure.
0: Talk about uh you no. Know, what are What are you most excited about to get started? Like what What is the one thing that I mean? I know you're excited just to do it all. Oh. What, what's getting you fired up right now? Thinking about it? I got my first head job. Let me get to work. Like what's What's exciting you? Practice. Practice. I love, I love
2: practice. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I got a group of kids um, and this goes back to, you know, knowing my kids already, which helps, but I got a group of kids that let let you coach them. I got a group of kids that don't make excuses. I got a group of kids that, that want to do the right things. And, you know, that's all you really care about. You know, the practices for me, that's the fun part. Yeah. You know, the kids probably will disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, you know, the practice is the fun part. And then you, you get to go, you know, release them into into the games and let them go do their thing and, and try to um, use what you've taught them and what you've talked about and that type of stuff. Those are the tests, you know. But I, I like the everyday. I like the growth. I like the process of um, your team growing together. I, I think that's one thing I kind of have prided myself on is even at the JV level, I, I tried to make it where it was my program and I was coaching it how I wanted to coach it. And you know, I, I can I can confidently say that on my on my JV from the beginning of the year to the to the end of the year, we're going to get better and we're going to improve and we're going to do things differently and better and all that stuff. And I enjoy that that part of it. I enjoy the growth. I enjoy um, the grind with kids, and it is definitely that uh, a grind. Um, but I enjoy it, and uh, you know, doing things your way. There's something special about that. And I know, you know, you, Marcus, I know you guy have a ton of respect for the guys that you've worked for who you've been assistants for, as well as me. And I have a ton of respect for Mark and a ton of respect for Norm. Um, But there's just something about doing it your way. Um, And all the little ideas that you had that you had to run by somebody else prior to this. You don't have to run by anybody anymore. Um, So, you know, I'm excited about, you know, making the final decision um but what's best for our kids you know it's about us and you know i've told i've told my seniors that um you know this is your program not mine uh so where do you want to see it to go and you know their responses to me have kind of even got me more energized and and hopefully that carries over to whenever we can get back to um back to school
1: yeah for me too it's it's a lot of the same like i i enjoy the journey of it I love seeing like putting the building blocks in place so to speak and seeing just seeing the progress through the course of the season through the year and you know a lot of that's done through practice and then learning through your mistakes and successes within games yes of course um but if you think about it the bulk of the time we're we're in practice so you got to enjoy practice you got to love the grind of practice you practice more than you ever play um uh, so you you got to make it something to where the kids Love it too, and buy into it, and I, I just—that's—that's that's the part of the process I look, or part of the journey I look forward most to getting started with, and then being able to see things start to compound and see the progress, the and development, and the growth. You know, they did a—they do an article here. And the Sagin has its own local little paper, so they did an interview with me, and um, I guess Gerlick or Coach Bush had told them, you know, the JV team uh six and two in the second round district for us which you know it's the jv team great everybody knows it's you know all about the varsity you know one loss record make the playoffs all those kind of good things but i'm just like you ryan like I, i always try to run the jv team as if it was a varsity and try to treat them accordingly with within those parameters like you know one day you guys are gonna be a varsity and mm-hmm. shoot next year it's pretty much gonna be my jv all moving up with the amount of seniors we had graduate. So um so I think all the little things like you do in practice, all the details, holding them accountable, all those things that seem their growth is is the biggest thing that mm-hmm. I like to see. Um wins and loss will take care and the record will take care of itself if you're putting in the time, the work, energy every day and and making it to where something that the kids are bought into, want to be part of, and it just makes them that much more enjoyable. But, yeah, practice is the is the key right there. Like I said, that's that's where the majority of your time is with them. Um, so you, you have to enjoy it.
0: What about something that maybe not makes you nervous, but just something that you, you think maybe i I'm gonna work, I got to work on this to make sure uh, I'm the coach I want to be?
1: There you go. Um, shoot, everything, <laughs> everything makes me nervous.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I was told a long time ago, uh, you know, as an assistant, you, you, you can give, uh, ideas 99 times. It might take the a hundred and you're finally your ideas kind of plucked and maybe used. Um, but now, now we're the ones that have to decide between those 99 times or a hundred times. Do I use that idea or is it mine now? You know, like owning it, everything falls back on our shoulders now. Um, and um, you know, as an assistant, I don't know what the right way to phrase this is, but it's almost like you kind of the burden doesn't fall on you at the end of the day. In 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 all those instances, you know. So um, you know, even though you might take it to heart that it does, which I know I've I've done, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's whoever says whoever's name is lined up under head coach. That's who it falls under. And, you know, so everything makes me nervous. I, I want to, I want to do the community proud. I want to do the kids, right. The parents, right. Our school. Um, and you know, it, I want to do my best to be able to put them in a position to be successful. And, and, um, if you don't feel that pressure, then I mean, maybe your heart's not all the way into it to me. Um, because there should there should be some kind of pressure there to want to do your best to get them to do their best, and um, but I think I think it. In A, the biggest uh, biggest trend here through the conversation is relationships. If you build those relationships, I think all that stuff takes care of itself. It eases it eases some of those stressors, or uh, maybe negative outside voices, things like that. You know, you kind of bond together and um actually always has a has a quote that talks about uh, playing as a fist so if you go into a, a fist fight you're going to ball up your fist i'm going to go into a fist fight with one guy or two guys um not, not together so you the guys on the court got to be all together um and you know if you, if you have a um a weak link in there, as far as not bought in all the way or not together, it's going to be hard to go to battle every night and go to practice and win games and all those things. So I think the biggest thing is just trying to develop those relationships and let those kids know they're loved, they're cared about, and we have their best interests at heart for them. And um, for me, you know, it's just go back to it's all about the team, it's all about the team. I want them all to have their individual successes and glories. Coming from the team standpoint, um, and so that's 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 one of the things I hope to get across and, and I push um, for our program. That way, we're all united and together.
2: Yeah, I already know there's a lot of stuff I don't know. I'm I'm smart enough to know that. I'm not a smart man, but I know there's a lot that I don't know. Uh, but I'm I'm lucky. I got a, a good group of not only mentors outside of Lee high school, but other head coaches on the, on the high school's campus that I can pick their brain and ask questions about. Uh, you know, I, I feel pretty confident once I step on the court uh, that, you know, I'm doing what's best for our group and that I'm going to coach in the right way. And I'm going to do all those things. I think my biggest nervousness, I guess, if you're going to have, if you're going to be nervous about something besides before the ball goes up, because I'm sure that first game will be a nervous wreck, you know, before that ball goes up. Uh, but in the meantime, it's all administrative stuff. The only thing that you know, I feel like once athletic period, once that bell rings and we're going to the court, I'm, I'm not nervous about that. That's just basketball. That's something we've been doing our whole lives. And so uh, my biggest thing is going to be the all the outside stuff. Just being the man. You know, usually if we had an issue or something, I always you know like. Like Guy said, you know, it's always deflected on somebody else. You know, I'm I'm lucky enough to, that my record is zero and zero right now, so uh, I'm undefeated. So take that, everybody who's lost a game before, right? I'm undefeated, and you're not, right? Uh, but you know, I'm zero and zero. It hasn't fallen on me yet, and but it will now. And so that that um, you know, that backpack you're carrying now is is a little bit heavier than it was before, uh, because it's your name attached. But I'm okay with that. I'm I'm ready for that. Got my chip on my shoulder in my backpack, so we're good to go.
0: Hey, I need a, need a I need like a one minute uh, recess. My groceries just got delivered. I don't want to leave them on the front patio real quick. All right. <laughs> good. The, my neighbors are outside. Said they're gonna they're about to steal my groceries. <laughs> Man. Um. All right, let's get back on track. Uh, Right. Best basketball game memory that you've that you have that you've been a part of best basketball game memory you could you could have played you could have coached played or coached
1: yep. i got one if you're not ready
2: go ahead all right this this one's easy so oh, that, that, that has to be that has to be the half court shot to win the by district game right it has to be
0: No. yeah yeah okay okay yeah.
1: <laughs> Two thousand seventeen we're we're playing in the, the bi-district round against awesome Lanier and they had a kid that was big time shooter, could fill it up. Um and the game comes down to the wire. We were actually in control of the whole game, really, and then we missed some free throws down the stretch and they they, they he got he started getting hot. His name was Buster. He started getting hot and he was hitting from six, seven, Steph Curry range behind the three-point line on us. And, uh, is, good. <laughs> 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 uh, ends up getting tight there down the stretch, but, uh, they, uh, they have the basketball and it's tie game. We're going to go overtime, or man, they're going to get hit a shot. Something's crazy going to happen. And, uh, um, their ball half court, and, of course, we're going to take away Buster and, and double him, and he's not going to catch the basketball, and somebody else is going to have to beat us. Um, so we, we take him away. They end up throwing the ball towards the middle middle of the court there, and the uh, kid on their team just doesn't catch it clean and it's kind of falls out of his hands and rolls there, and our point guard, Mark Garcia, picks it up, Takes a step and launches it from half court at the buzzer to win the game, and you know it would made the ESPN top ten at night Sports Center highlights, and obviously sent us into the next round. But uh, it was just awesome to be a part of. Uh, you know, everybody comes rushing the court and dog piling, and everybody's hugging, high five, and all that kind of stuff. It was it was an incredible moment to be a part of. Um, Which which actually, my favorite one is being a player, happened the same way uh, pretty much uh, when I was a sophomore in high school during a by disc ground against Austin Westlake. It was our basketball, half court. We inbound the basketball, take two dribbles, and Chris Medina, who's now the soccer coach at Roosevelt, he hits one from. Right near half court at the buzzard to win and it was like hysteria the same thing all over again pile in the center of court and so it was kind of crazy to be a part of it once as a player in a half court shot to win a playoff game and then a couple of years ago to be able to experience the same thing And that was a great team we had in 2017 we just getting free throws were our achilles heel that year and man we probably should have won that second round game too but it wasn't meant to be yeah you're right that was an easy one for me to pick. yeah that
2: was easy for sure uh and as a coach i mean that's tough man because i mean I, if it's high school only uh I, i'd probably go with something i have some stuff from aau days you know aau nationals playing in some games with guys but you know, I'll, I'll tell you, when I had an AAU team, they were like sixth graders or fifth graders. We went to AAU Nationals. I had Jordan Murphy, Jake Valero, LaShawn Brown, Dorian Lopez, all on one team. So, had some real dudes on those teams. They, they went some high school games as sixth graders, I think. So, uh, But high school-wise, and I know my man Corey is going to hate me for this. I'm sorry, Corey. I'm so sorry. Uh, JB game, last game of the year this year against Mac. Uh, double overtime, we gave up 44 to their best player who was a freshman, he absolutely torched us. We had no answer whatsoever. Uh, But I I put in a little set um, in like October with my guys. maybe Like first week of school, so first week in November and we we didn't run the set the entire year. Uh, we We went like three and a half months, we never ran it ever because, the situation wasn't right. It had to be the right situation to get what I wanted. Um, and so we were down one, and we were in the bonus, and they didn't have a foul to give. And we – without calling a timeout, my guys ran it. I, the ball went out of bounds, and I called it without calling a timeout. Didn't have to draw it up. Didn't have to do anything. Ran it perfectly and uh, got a backdoor layup to win the game at the buzzer. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and, Corey, what was his uh, – I'm sorry, sure he devastated.
2: Corey is still not happy about that. He likes to talk about that quite often. Um and he'll be really upset that I put it on uh any type of podcast or anything. Um but uh <laughs> that's to my guy, Cory Christensen. What's up boy? Uh yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was but you know, we got lucky. He'll he'll say it differently. You you know, you got a layup to win the game. It wasn't luck, but we were we were pretty lucky.
0: So. Well, I mean the kids remembered. Uh they yeah, they knew what they were doing.
2: Yeah, and there wasn't any any question about what was going on. So, uh, you know, it was cool for sure.
0: All right, a little little different question. Go to NBA. Name your top three point guards of all time. Woo! All time. All time. Shit. Point guards. Who's going who first? Me. Don't matter. Whoever.
2: I'll go. Man, I got two. Who's my third? Go ahead.
1: All right. Magic.
2: Okay.
1: John Stockton. Okay. Isaiah Thomas.
2: Man. I'm going to go. You got to say Magic. Even though Stockton was the dirtiest little SOB you ever met in your life, <laughs> you, you you cannot argue with his numbers. Like, yeah. Like, assists and steals already. Like, those numbers will never be touched. So, anybody that has, like, a top and you don't put him in, like, you're like you're just being biased at that point.
0: Yeah.
2: So, i say Stockton Magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's t- – a uh, third one's tough. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an yeah. Isaiah guy.
0: You have, like, you- you have a 3-4? Like, you're, you're torn between two guys?
2: No, not really. I mean, I, I want to say Nash just because I thought he was unathletic. That's, I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but, you know, he's unathletic. He he could shoot it. He could pass it. He got to where he wanted to. So, I want to say Nash, uh, but, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
0: right. Nash, I, I guess. I asked this, one, asked this one on another podcast, but I asked you guys. I just need one. Best shooter okay. of all time. Best shooter of all time. All time? All time. Best shooter.
1: That's easy. That's Curry.
0: Steph Curry. Right?
2: Yeah. I don't think it's even close.
0: I agree. I don't disagree. I'm just. I to yeah, point yeah. Out. You know,
2: he, he, he's changed the game, and, and there's a lot of things that he's not. Um, but when you have to guard somebody out to like 35 feet, that makes a huge difference for how you run your offense. And Yeah. You know. I think – I mean, his numbers are ridiculous. The amount of threes that he's made is ridiculous, and the percentage that he shoots it is ridiculous. And uh, the
0: degree of difficulty.
2: Yeah, for sure. He's not shooting, you know, set shots. He's not shooting – you know, he's not spotting up in the corner, you know, like Ray Allen and, and Larry Bird and some of those guys have done. You know, he's he's doing stuff coming off ball screens and pulling from 36 yeah. feet with a 6'11 guy in his hand. So, you know, I think Curry's best shooter for sure.
0: Yeah, you guys excited about the NBA coming back?
1: I'm excited that the Spurs get a chance to maybe continue <laughs>
2: their playoff.
0: I think Spurs fans were saying, "I hope they just cancel it so it doesn't count as us not making the playoffs." Yeah, um, for sure. I'm just, I'm just happy for some yeah.
2: sports to be on. To be honest, I just want to watch something on TV because you know, two months with nothing has been a little crazy. If all we get is a, a you know. A foursome, you know, golf tournament with Tiger and Tr- Tom Brady and Phil. Um, I could use a little bit more, me personally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I-, I flipped on ESPN last night just out of habit, and we had cornhole, a cornhole tournament going on, on on TV, and
2: you probably watched it too. <laughs> I, <watched> <laughs>
0: yeah, I-, I got yeah. focus on that guy. <laughs> it was yeah. ESPN ate the Ocho, right? Yeah, exactly. They show a lot of that stuff. Um, so you guys used to work together back in the day, huh, at a restaurant? Yeah, Olive Garden. OG, OG baby! <laughs> <laughs> how, how old were you guys?
1: I worked I'll there say. for nine years, actually. I worked there from the time I was 15 and through high school, through college, part-time. And it yeah.
2: happened a bit, just –
1: I was probably I was probably like
2: seventeen at the time, maybe eighteen, maybe.
0: Man, so y'all go so. way back.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: That's funny pretty- how fu- funny how that worked out for sure. Yeah, you both getting your head jobs at the same time, but y'all got this history together. Um, any any crazy stories of back in the OG days?
2: Typical restaurant stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, yeah, heard- if you if you ever worked in a restaurant, you you, you know. It's the same had.
0: stuff. Never
2: had. Nah, you, You're but missing out cool. on that
0: yeah. I'm glad I never have
2: to again. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have night. I have.
2: I have nightmares about not being able to use the computer right. You know, like putting in stuff like.
0: Not. Not about that life anymore. All right. So, talk to me about some impactful moments that you've had. I know. I know you've been assistant coaches for a long time. So you've been in the business for a long time. It's all the same. You're working with kids and building relationships. So. Any impactful moments that you've had over the course of your career that just kind of stand out, where, where it's more than just basketball? Uh, go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, a couple of years ago, through cross country, I actually had a kid that was ROTC all the way through high school and um, came from a military family. But he super brilliant kid. Um, he was actually – goal was actually to get into uh, West Point and which you know is like a Harvard of the military uh, institution so um, he came out to cross-country just primarily to get his endurance is running um, in shape so that he could uh, succeed in his PT test which is part of the criteria to get into West Point you got to get a congressional nomination all kinds of things go into it but just working with him through that process, and um, I just trained him um, on the side, and had to put him through his TET test. I got to get submitted to West Point. And he actually got submitted, which was, um, from all accounts that we know, it was the first kid from Seguin to ever be accepted in the West Point. Ah. You know, they they blew it all up in the in the Seguin paper, and it was, a, it was a big deal. It was an honor to be a part of all that kind of stuff because totally nothing to do with basketball and. Um, you know, anything you can do in those regards, you know, that, that's, that's a major accomplishment. Um, a great kid, great family, this is going to be more proud of, of a, of a kid and to see that journey in that aspect, which is totally different from anything I ever experienced, um, was, was really cool to see. Um, and then at the end of the school year, Seguin Education Foundation does a, uh, Heroes Banquet. Um, so the top 10% of each graduating class gets to select a hero and it could be from anywhere from kindergarten all the way up to senior year teacher coach counselor parent um, anybody that had to deal with their education growing up and they have a big banquet ceremony all kinds of things and uh, he actually selected me as his hero um, and part of that is they, they record a video message Explaining their thoughts and feelings and what you meant to them, and I mean honestly, it was it was emotional to hear and to see uh, um, that kind of impact you can have on a kid, um, and you know that was very heartfelt and um, one of my proudest moments as an educator beyond basketball was that um, being selected as hero and being able to just be a small part of his journey to make it in the West Point. Um, and then since then, I've actually helped the kid get into the Naval Academy, and then this year, actually got selected as a hero again, (laughs) surprisingly enough, Um, but during, during, due to the COVID stuff, uh, they weren't able to ever sync up a time with, I still don't know who this, who this uh, student is that selected, (laughs) because they try to keep it as like a secret, and kind of make it a special announcement deal, and like you meet up, take a picture and like they just keep it secretive until uh you kind of show up at the same place for a photo and um obviously no no uh heroes banquet this year no sports banquets nothing like that but uh so i'm still waiting to see on uh who's selecting me this year but things like that are definitely touching and moving uh things i keep close to my heart as far as being able to um However, however, inspire, motivate um, some of our kids outside of basketball, too.
2: Same. Uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot of kids who probably – a lot of guys who have played for me or who know me who don't like to hear this. Unfortunately, they're not one of my favorite – not my favorite kid I've ever coached, right, because I can tell you which one it is, right, and it, it, he definitely wasn't the best basketball player. Uh, what's up, E? Uh you know, five-foot-nothing was absolutely 1,000% a gift as a freshman. 1,000%. He was a good kid. He was nice. He, he worked hard. We kept him. Ended up being, you know, a, a varsity letterman for us. Worked his butt off for four years. Anything you asked him to do, he did it above and beyond. Um, never was, you know, knew that he wasn't a basketball player, but knew that he was going to work harder than everybody else. And there's something in that uh you know because it it set him up for and he's told me this um I mean he's a young kid but he's, he's very mature for his age and you know he he's already told me you know the the impact that I've had on his life and um the things like that he's actually in the Israeli special forces right now um stationed in he's over in Israel right now going through a bunch of sniper <clears throat> sniper training and special forces training and things like that um but uh man he was a You know, a life-changing experience for sure. Um, A kid that will always be a part of my life, a kid that will always be on the know about what's going on with me, always welcome in my home, things like that. I mean, great kid. And, and, you know, in teaching, you don't don't always know the impact that you make on kids um, until it's a little bit later on in life. Um, And so that's one thing, you know, although we're young in the game, um, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm 38 and so I'm, you know, I'm not young, young. Um, and so some of the kids that I've coached have kind of grown up a little bit, uh, from, from being high school kids, they're not 18, 19, 20 anymore. You know, they're 25, 26, 27. And so those conversations are a lot different. And, and when you tell them, when they, when you hear the impact that, um, you've had on their life, it's, it, uh, it makes it feel like it's worth it a little bit. Um, the extra hours, the time away from your kids and your family, uh, makes it a little bit more worth it when you realize the impact that you're having on other kids. Um, and, you know, he's one of those guys, and, and we have a lot of those guys that uh, that reach out to you and, and tell you that. And, you know, you don't really know it when it happens, but, you know, when they quote you on something you said 10, 12, 13 years ago, you know, it, it, it's a uh, definitely a big deal for sure. That's great stuff. Yeah. I mean,
0: we're obviously – in a in a situation in our careers that we can immediately directly impacts uh, the lives of young people. So uh, for sure. So what is something that that your communities, your your uh, your fans, your your family members out there, of your kids, your players, what is something they can expect out of out of Coach Tap and Coach Nolan moving forward in these programs?
2: I, I've already I've already told my guys from day one, ain't nobody gonna outwork me. You know, and, and we got to have that mentality that, you know, if your coach is not going to be outworked, then you shouldn't be outworked either. And, and you know, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I'm willing to do anything uh, to help us be successful, to build our program, to build our culture, um, and to, to do things a little differently than we've done it. Um, so, you know, fire, passion, you know, and be there. You know, this is a – I think the, you know, the basketball side of it, you know, in, in recent events and, and things that are going on, I think we can all um, kind of agree that, you know, the basketball locker room, a sports locker room in general is a great place to be uh, because of, of who's in it and who's involved and uh, the differences that you have and, and the family that you create and the environment that you create. And uh, I'm just excited to, to kind of start that environment, um, start that family uh, and kind kind of move on from there.
1: Nah. Yeah, a lot of the same for me as well. You know, I I tell my guys too, like I I'm gonna coach you with tough love, and um, I'm gonna coach them and let them know, like I'm gonna treat you just like I would treat my own my own two kids. Um, and you know, not always gonna agree with me, but everything's gonna be done uh, coming from a place of love and coming from a place of doing what I feel is best, um, not only for them individually, but for the team collectively um and then you know kind of jump piggyback on what you said the same thing you know if i expect them to grind then me and my staff are going to be expected to be grinding as well um more than anybody out there and that's what it takes you want to be special you want to make a make that next step make a make a push to be next level you got to do things that are uncommon and be comfortable being uncomfortable and um you know and that goes for us as coaches just as it, as well as it does for our players so you're gonna you talk about it you got to be about it um you, gotta, you know don't just don't just preach you gotta you gotta live by the same same mantra too and and uh uh i'll, I'll send the kids like what i'm doing workout wise
2: me too same <laughs> and I told, I told him i said if i come back in better shape than you there's a problem
0: yeah. All right, right. yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So uh, if I come back in better shape than you, that, that's an issue. So, uh, yeah, I agree with all that for sure. Speaking
0: yeah, of that, uh, I, I dropped 17 pounds in the last three weeks. Uh, Doing back, what? Getting back on my stuff. I was getting lazy. You know, <laughs> you know just getting back on my stuff, uh, eating better, you know. It's really yeah. easy during yeah. the quarantine to start eating everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know it. It helps you that you don't do something that most other coaches do. That yeah, probably yeah. helps you a little bit. That
0: helps me a lot, right? So that, yeah. that that's a plus. And so yeah, for sure. You know, just being on my grind. So
2: yeah, man. I rode I rode my bike twenty miles yesterday, so I'm kind of doing my thing. So
0: I'm about I'm I'm thinking about buying a bike. We we ordered a Peloton. That should be. Oh, nice yeah. in A couple of weeks. Uh, I like being outside,
2: man. Get a little sun.
0: Yeah. Watch well, my wife. Guess- she said, "You know, you're gonna buy a bike." But once the season starts, are you really going to ride it? Just buy this Peloton. I think she just wanted to buy the Peloton. Yeah, yeah, she wanted the Peloton. Yeah, just, yeah. just buy the Peloton, and we can ride it any day of the week and get a quick workout. You know, you don't have to ride uh, it. Yeah, but she gets to ride it, and then you get to ride it after her. It's
2: not like y'all riding it together.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you like, don't have two
2: Pelotons.
0: I, I, yeah, right. I'll suck it into the one, so it, it works out. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but I, I'm I'm extremely happy for you guys. Uh, I'm Appreciate proud of you. it, man. Uh, you know, two young—not uh, young coaches, right? But two coaches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're young. We're all young. Two coaches yeah, yeah. that uh, that that are in it for the right reasons. Right? So, so I'm I'm excited to see where your careers take off from here. Starting a brand new chapter, like fatherhood, right? Uh, starting a brand new chapter, and uh, I'm curious to see how how your kids grow up uh, within your your families. And so, much Appreciate it, man. Much love. Well, if I you guys it, need anything, uh. Um, except taking it easy on y'all, we play each other. If y'all ever need anything, uh, you know, I'm always here to help if you need anything.
2: Yeah, man. Hey, thank you a lot, man, for having us. Was, yeah, man. Awesome. Hey, man, I, I just want to say I appreciate you doing all this, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with like guys like Prez, and I know Jarvin and some other guys like that. But having some other guys on there, Mr. Torres, and some other people that um, I don't always uh, get to hear from, uh, that's real cool, man. I, I appreciate what you're doing for the coaching community for sure, man.
0: Well, I appreciate your your kind words, my brother. Yeah, man. I yeah, same, man. I appreciate
2: watching all these. I appreciate lost them. Lost them again. Damn. Okay. That's again. That's that Seguin, uh, Wi-Fi, you know.
0: That's the country Wi-Fi. <laughs> For <laughs> it sure. I just my my internet up, and when it jumped up by like thousand percent, so we're good. I, I, but uh, yeah. There in the country,
2: you got no problems in the Alvarado household. household.
0: Guy it still has a return back in space. Yeah, hey, you know. It's a game, hey, bro. But with some of these uh, conversations, like I, I know most of these coaches I'm talking to, not all of them. Uh, but even then, I'm learning a lot about – like I, I know Coach – he coached against me. I've known him for a long time. Uh, I didn't know half that stuff. Yeah. Life, you know. Yeah, it's, man, it's,
2: it's different. Like it, it's a different perspective, and I, I think it's really good for me me in particular for young coaches to see. Um and then also for the public to see. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize what really goes on – what goes on at a, at a high school. Um, I don't think they really understand what goes on in high school basketball. Um, and I don't understand – I don't think a lot of people understand that the, the grind that a lot of people had to, to take to get there, you know. And,
0: yeah.
2: You know, I, I use Prez as an example. That guy went from Marble Falls to Belton to Houston. You know, he, he's pretty much – he's trying to cover Texas, um, you know, to get – to get what he wants out of it. But, that you know, young guys got to gotta be prepared to move, even if, you know, like for me and Guy in our particular situation, it wasn't, it wasn't right for us yeah. to, to leave. Um, but, you know, you got to kind of be prepared to, so.
0: Yeah, and now look like at Prez, he's got one of the best 5A programs in the, the state of Texas.
2: The best, maybe.
0: I mean, top to bottom, and football, basketball, I mean, they're just loaded.
2: Yeah, they got athletes for sure.
0: But it took a lot for him to get there and uh, and he's talked about jobs that he applied for and didn't get, like yeah. old high school where he graduated from and, and he didn't understand why he it didn't work out, but look at him now, right? So so he's got a to the tournament every out. year. You back, back. with us. There. there he is. Uh we uh. We, agreed, we both agree that it was that uh that country uh, Wi-Fi that you have. We're, we're Probably.
1: Not here. We need Texas. Yeah. No man's land. Uh, unless you're, unless you're- I, I, I don't know if I got cut off or whatever. Um, yeah, the whole thing. But I was- okay, I, I I don't know what got cut off or whatever, but I was just going to say, man, like I've enjoyed watching all these uh, coaching connections you put together and, you know, like just to hear from – Lots of different coaches, some that we played against, some not, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like we can always listen and learn and and get better from just hearing from other people's experiences, their ideas. And it's kind of reassuring to know that a lot of us had different journeys and some tougher than others. But at the end of the day, um, everybody's in it for the right reasons, for the kids and, we—I don't think we could have picked a better profession to be a part of, and um, I'm excited for for this next chapter of our careers to begin. And Marcus, we're, we're going to be playing here. This <laughs> <year>. <laughs> you got you got to take it easy on us.
0: <laughs> That's what I told I told Dwayne. I said uh, you're retiring uh, on the show. I said because I talked to a guy we're trying to schedule a game, and he told me that uh, that you're out. <laughs> he was like, yeah. yeah, that's true. And we kind of, yeah, like, well, yeah. I, I can't promise. I don't. I don't. I mean, we all hope to be good every year. So, uh, right. I can promise that we will compete our hardest uh, as as will you guys. And I know Tap will work on the game at some point. We've already talked a few times.
2: Yeah, man, for um, sure.
0: And it's just fun, fun. That's that's how. Uh, friendships and relationships like, like we are we already know each other well but uh but i'll tell you what listening to uh stan leach and brian young talk a couple of days ago um they've coached against each other 49 times and, and and they've had some of the craziest they're talking about some of the, the buzzer beater craziest games that they've had and for, not pretend but he did a moment arguing getting into it and, and then going afterwards and having a meal and and other stuff right uh but just <laughs> that bond and that friendship that they built through through those crazy battles right uh, so now they're like best friends and so uh so I'm glad to see you guys uh take that next step and and we'll try to schedule as many games as possible
2: for sure man
1: uh, it's been cool you know ever since they they announced and kind of I guess made it official me getting a job has been it's been cool I like to see the camaraderie within the coaching community because like, I can Coaches from all over the place. I didn't have numbers to prior texting me and telling me, hey, it's so and so. Congrats. Like, well deserved. Like, look, all those kind of things. We got a special bond here in the coaching community. Uh, sure. So, I think, I, I think and everybody has reached out. I think all
2: the, every coach knows how hard it is to get one. Yeah. You know what I mean, and 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 when when somebody gets one, you're kind of entering a fraternity. Uh, sm- yeah, for sure, man, like, and, and a small group of people. You know, my dad looked it up because my dad is my dad. You know, but I guess there's like, you know, in my situation, I'm a, a at a six A school. I guess there's you know 245 six A schools in the state of Texas. So, you know, to be one of 245 in the state, or one of 21 in the city city of San Antonio, like you know, it's a pretty big deal, and and. Uh, but definitely a blessing for sure.
0: And everybody's, at least in, in our area, everybody's real good about taking care of each other. Like, you know, if I, if I call somebody older than me and, uh, you know, been in the business, while, like, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, any advice, what would you do, man? People have been so helpful, you know, um, along my journey. And, uh, and so it's about paying it forward. And I think that's what they're doing. And, and so the brotherhood here in, in town and the sisterhood, you know, even the female coaches, I mean, Everybody yeah it. it's, it's wonderful I love it. and that that's that's one
2: thing you know similar like you know I've, I've been lucky to have some older coaches who have kind of looked out for me who have kind of uh, have talked me through some things and, and and showed me how some things work and showed me the right decision to make in some certain situations and you know you know hopefully uh, as years go by that I'm able to kind of to return the favor and, and kind of uh, pay it forward like you said and, and kind of have a younger assistant that I do the same thing with and other young coaches who get into the game um, because we have a lot of good young guys in the city of San Antonio who are trying to get their foot in the door. It's just it's hard to do.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so hopefully, you know, as, as some of these older coaches kind of graduate, then I, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, like us three and Jawasco and, and, and some of those younger guys across the city um, um, are going to kind of... Become the old heads and and guys that kind of take on that mentorship role with a lot of people, um, which
0: could be really important for sure. Hey man, uh, you guys, you guys take care of yourself, stay safe. Um, yeah man, good luck with everything, and if y'all need something, don't hesitate to call me.
2: Yeah man, we'll do, bro. All
0: right, y'all. Tell you thanks for coming. All yeah right. man, appreciate you, bro.